This episode is brought to you by Kopari. Okay, guys, if you follow me on Snapchat, you know we just got married. So as a welcome gift in our goodie bags, we gave everyone one of my favorite beauty products, Kopari's Coconut Body Glow. All of my friends, my sisters were rocking the glow. I feel like even my dad was even at one point by the pool peacocking his glow. He loved it. So basically their products just get the job done. They moisturize the skin and the hair and they smell all island fresh. I'm very much loving how their products contain no sulfites, silicones, GMOs, or parabens. And they're made with 100% organic coconut oil, so nothing fake. The best thing about their beauty products, though, is that they're multi-purpose. I don't want to lug around 100,000 beauty products, and this one kind of just does everything in one, so it's very efficient. I like it simple, little real ingredient. Is everyone with me on this? I feel like everyone is. Another staple in our house, Kopari Coconut Melt. Michael even likes it. Firstly, it's obviously organic, and I just feel like the Victoria's Secret Angels use it on the runway because it gives my legs that perfect shine. It's not too oily, it's just right. Okay, so if you're interested, just go to koparibeauty.com slash skinny now and get 20% off your order. That's kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash skinny for 20% off. The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Uh-huh. All right, well, this is going to be rough, if I'm being honest. Just be honest. All right, we're back again. Low energy. I'm not gonna lie, it is 1:10 a.m. here in London. We're in London. Thanks for the sore throat. Running around, we've been um, traveling the last week and a half. We were in New York, and now we're in London. Working our ass off. And we're back, and we love you guys so much that even after being dead exhausted. Drinking all night at dinner, eating, eating, conversing. having to catch a flight in six hours. We're still going to deliver a podcast. It's not going to be the best. No, it's going to be the best. I, I thrive under the pressure. Eh, it may not be the best, but it'll be there. I'm drinking charcoal lemonade by Daily Dose in London. Shout out. Yeah, shout out Daily Dose. I feel like you need charcoal lemonade so bad. I need something. I am drinking... Gin by Tangeray. <laughs> so shout out to Tangeray. It's been a long, long, long two weeks. It well, it's been like it feels like it's two weeks, but it's been um, ten days, and tomorrow's the tenth day. I really miss my dogs. Yeah, I miss the dogs. Oh shit! Should we go back and introduce ourselves? Yeah, I guess. I mean, at this point, my name's Michael Bostic. I feel like what's it? Episode forty-one. I don't know, honey. I don't keep count. I'm going to skip the intro this time. My name's Michael. I'm here. I'm podcasting. I'm live. I'm Lauren Everett. I'm the creator of the blog, The Skinny Confidential. And we also want to thank you guys for subscribing, listening, rating our podcast. We really appreciate the reviews, the messages on social media, the Snapchats. If you guys have not rated or reviewed the show, please do so. Well, that's pretty good. Thanks, honey. So yeah, we're here. We're in London. We're leaving tomorrow to come back to San Diego 
to get back on the horse. We've been, we've been on the horse here, but it's been more like a fucking bucking bronco. It's just a lot of work, a lot of meetings. A lot of jet lag. A lot of jet lag. I'm horrible at jet lag. Yeah, you're like a two-year-old. It's cold here. It's dark. We love London. Love New York. But Jesus Christ, it's cold out here. Yeah, we had a lot of lot of productivity out here. But yeah, we are ready to go home. All right, so let's just back up and talk about New York. What do you want to talk about it? Well, where do we begin? Well, so we went to New York. Um, God damn it. We went to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Ran around. We had a bunch of friends out there. Weston came out. There's some of you know Weston. Um, Alex, old Moose Knuckle. Moose Knuckle came out. He came out with his girlfriend. His girlfriend's insane at hair. She did all the Victoria's Secret models' hair, and she's so good. She did the cutest pony. Uh, my we friend took them Chris. to Ralph Lauren Bar. Yeah, we went to the Ralph Lauren Bar. Listen, my friends, when they drink, they drink hard. Lauren and I, you know, we never want to like be Debbie Downer, so we keep up. But the problem is, and we had to get, we had to go to meetings the whole time. So we would stay out till like three or four in the morning with these guys. They're animals running around them, and then we'd have 8 a.m. meetings. And here's the thing. We cannot stay out until 3 or 4 in the morning. Well, you like, can't because you're a baby. I'm an animal, so I can. I'm horrible. Like, I have to be in bed by, like, 11 p.m., I feel like. Yeah. Or I'm grumpy. And I have to be in bed by 11 a.m. No. no you were so grumpy at the meetings. I've never seen grumpier. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at meetings, but honestly, I blew it. I looked like a white sheet of paper. No, I didn't blow it. I still did okay. I'd give you a 7. And now we are in London. We did a couple more meetings. My sister's out here. I have something really important to report, though. What? What do you have to report? You got a wedding ring that actually fits you. Oh, yeah. For some reason, you really swell up in this cold weather. You'd think it'd be the opposite, but I had a wedding ring. It was like cutting my circulation off. It was cutting his circulation off in San Diego, though, too. But I did a little trickaroo on Lauren. I didn't tell her, but I have like three or four wedding rings because I wanted to have uh, variation, so I didn't have to wear the same thing all the time. So I pulled a, a new one out. Okay, so we have 20 different wedding rings examples. We have some in London. We have some in New York. He has them for each season, and I only thought he had one, so it was a little creepy and weird, but finally we found one that fits him. Yeah, so it fits me. Am I good? So yeah, what do we do? We met a bunch of times in London, ran around. The point is, even when you're partying, you got to get your shit together and get stuff done. That's why I love New York, because all the people out there know how to party, and they know how to get their work done. And they go out and they run around all night and then they get to work and they get shit done. And I think that there's a lack of that on the West Coast. So West Coast needs to step it up. My New York hustlers, keep rolling. Honestly, I told you that. I no, think it's I, so funny. I know it. I can okay, see it. So what I was telling him was that I saw a kind of a hustle in New York that I didn't see on the West Coast. It's like everyone just is on a mission to get their shit done. And it doesn't matter what time of day it is. They don't adhere to the 9 to 5. It just is what it is, and they get it done, and I respect it. When they don't complain about it. I feel like everyone is like, oh my god, I gotta get up early. Like People literally are coming off of like a three-hour sleep and charging and working 12-hour days. I'm like, yeah, that's normal. In the West Coast, if you have to get up early and like work six hours, you're complaining and you're tired, and like a drizzle of rain hits your foot and you cry about it, you know? Yeah, but the West Coast does have a hustle, but... There's something really special about New York City where everyone is just really working collectively to get shit done. Yeah, and then you come to London and people literally truck you over on the street if you're if you're slowing down. Yeah, we have this friend named Harris. Harris is 20. He's a badass fashion designer. And I think he's going to come on the podcast. And he is an animal. He literally goes to bed at 4, wakes up at 7. He takes a run and then he gets to work. 
And it's really cool to be around people that are just so driven and so passionate with what they're doing. And it's really kind of re-stimulated us. Yeah, it's good to see young hustlers. Speaking of young hustlers, my sister Tara is out here. She's running around. We went out with her the other night. It's so funny because I don't feel old until I'm around her and her friends because well, we're 10 years difference now. And, um, you know, she's all, she's running around. She's taking us to these clubs and we're like the old people in the clubs now. Yeah, we're so boring. I was literally reading a book in the club. Yeah, she was reading a book and narrating it to me. and You were loving it. Yeah, they think we're the most boring people, but... It's okay. And then we had oysters and champagne tonight, so we are officially retirement home. And we ran into Jackie Schimmel. She's out here with her fiancé, soon-to-be husband. amazing and lovely. Jackie Schimmel from the Bitch Bible. Some of you heard her uh, heard her show. It's amazing. And then um, she's, she's also hysterical. been on our show. So she's out here. We went out for drinks with them. She took us to the cutest restaurant. It's called Beecher's? I don't know. It, what is it called? Beecher's Breakfast? I don't know. It was super cute. Her and her husband, or her fiancé, I should say, took us to this like fireside dinner. We had wine, we had champagne, and she brought her dog Leo, which was super cool. In London, they don't mind if you bring your dog, so that was amazing. So that's what we're doing. We're here in London. We're getting on a flight in six hours. We are coming back to the West Coast to get back to work in the office. We got to go straight to LA. We got to, oh my God, do we really? Yeah, we do. Okay, so we got to land in San Diego and then go straight to LA. We're getting the dogs. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at. And with that, before, this is going to be a short podcast for sure, because I'm, I'm crashing tonight. Yeah, your energy is so low. You need a charcoal lemonade. Well, listen, it's it's one thirty in the morning, you know. We've got to make deadlines, though. Excuses are like assholes. Everyone has I'm going to give some value in the second half, but before, I need, I just, I'm warming up right now, guys. I'm warming up. I'm getting, I'm getting into it. Are you sure? Yeah. I tried to record this earlier. Lauren's like a child. She has jet lag, and she has to take like seven naps in the middle of the day, which is why I'm going to give... I like power naps. Like, I love like a 20-minute nap, and then I'll wake up and like work, and then I'll take another 20-minute nap, and then I'll wake up and work. Yeah, but you take a 20-minute nap every 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> um, no, it's hard out here because there's no sunlight out here. So I actually am feeling like a little depressed in this weather. I think it's a little depressing because I'm so used to sunlight and I'm such a California girl. So like to be in weather that's kind of like dark and dreary is a little hard for me. I feel like it would be something to adapt to. But I love London. Yeah. No, you're not the best with dark and dreary, are you? I love a good high tea moment. We've had high tea moments. So... <laughs> With that, I'm going to just jump right into it and just try to get like, I'm going to try to squeeze as much value as I can quickly because I honestly, I need to crash. And so I'm just going to go straight into the tip of the week. We got it. Go. You want me to go first? Yep. Okay. My tip of the week has to do with jet lag and I can honestly just speak to you because I feel like this tip is mostly for you and if other people out there get a benefit, great, but it's mostly for you because I tell you every time. Okay. So we travel a lot and... I feel like I'm a I'm a jet lag conqueror. One thing that works every time I travel to different time zones is right when you check in the hotel um, or wherever you're staying, you need to go out or try to go out and get a workout in. I don't know why, but when you get a workout in or you do a walk or you like get some activity going, you you like re- you reset. I swear to God, you reset yourself and you get on the time zone. And I never get jet lag when I do that. Okay, I love that. Too. So I try That's to great. get I try to get Lauren to do this. Which she always takes a nap and then it hits her for like four or five days. So it's most important when, you have, when you're when you traveling to avoid the jet lag to right when you get there. 
take it on head on and get some activity going, get an exercise. And for some reason it like resets your equilibrium and, and, and gets you through jet lag. So yeah, that's my tip. I love sleep. So that's going to be hard for me, but thank you for that tip. So my tip is puerti, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. If any of you guys know how to pronounce it, I'm not quite sure on how to pronounce it. So basically we went to Beijing and there was this girl who took us around China and showed us the Great Wall and she told us about puerti. So her eyes sort of lit up when she told us and she told us that her girlfriends drank the tea twice a day. They drink it after meals to stay slim. So it's none of that like flat tummy tea bullshit. It's like real deal Chinese tea. So the girl went on to tell us how everyone in China drinks it. It's for weight loss. You want to drink it before you eat, not after. Um, And it kind of just cleans you out. Don't drink it on date night, obviously. But like drink it before you're eating. So you can order it on Amazon. Just make sure you're getting the raw real tea. Um, and you can learn more about it on the Skinny Confidential because I did a full blog post on it. So you're going to Google Puer. It's P-U-E-R-H-T, the Skinny Confidential. And you'll learn all about the tea and how to cook it because it's kind of like special what you do with it. Just make sure you're getting the right kind. Fun, right? I feel like you need that after this trip. Yep, I'll be doing my Puer tea, if that's how you, however the fuck you said. All right, and with that, I'm going to take a quick break, reorganize myself, shuffle some papers around, and come back with some hard-hitting knowledge, fire, energy. Hey, everybody, I'm Heather Dubrow. And I'm Dr. Terry Dubrow. Every Friday, check out my podcast, Heather Dubrow's World. We also have a brand new show, The Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show, every Tuesday. So don't forget iTunes and Podcast One. Tune in to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig on Tuesdays and Heather Dubrow's World every Friday. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. And we're back. We just had a little charcoal lemonade break. You had a charcoal lemonade break? You need one. So we're back. We got high energy. We're ready to go. We're ready to get going and rolling. And <laughs> Airport in six We're hours. really excited right now. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, I'm not kidding. We are excited. So yeah, we're back from the break. We got a flight soon. And we're going to jump in to some questions really quick. But before, I wanted to talk about something that occurred a lot in the last few days with brands and different businesses and different companies. And, and I thought it would be valuable for whether you're a business owner, whether you're working for a business, whether you're thinking of starting one, whether you're a blogger, doing branding, anybody that's in sales, anybody that's in marketing right now, I wanted to talk about marketing and branding instead of sales and transactions. And what I mean by that is with the internet and with um, affiliate links and tracking and, and the way that you can market now on Facebook and Google and, and, and all these Pinterest and all these different things that I do all the time and Lauren does all the time. I think there's a lot of people that are getting away from traditional marketing and branding and people and brands are getting very used to um, transactional sales and they're getting in a zone where they think everything needs to be measured with conversions and tracking links. And and if they can't, if brands and, and businesses can't do that, they're starting to kind of fight against branding and actual traditional marketing. And I think we're getting into a dangerous place. I totally agree with you. And I think after visiting all the different brands we visited in New York, you can see that we need to kind of steer it a different way. Well, for example, we were, we would talk about Snapchat a lot and clearly 
There's a lot of people on Snapchat. Lauren and I use Snapchat. There's a lot of different brands and businesses that are using Snapchat. But because they don't have the traditional tracking link, like Facebook and Instagram, every time we meet with a lot of these brands or businesses or any brands or businesses that I consult with, they say, well, we don't want to use Snapchat because we can't track it. And they're resistant. They're resistant. And this drives me nuts because clearly... It's the number one app in the app store. Yeah, number one app in the app store. 41% of those users are between the ages of 18 and 34. It's completely underpriced. And why I like Snapchat personally is because I can go on my views and see how many people have screenshotted certain things. So I can literally find my target market off of my Snapchats or off of my screenshots. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy conversation if you think about it. So I was working with a business the other day and I was saying, hey guys, I think it would be beneficial to implement some Snapchat campaigns and to pay some influencers for some Snapchat campaigns and to, and to see what we can get in return. And they say, well, we can't track that. And I said, yeah, but it's so undervalued and so underpriced right now. And you know people are on there and you know you have all this data of all these users. You know, you you weren't able to track radio in the day. You weren't able to track TV, billboards, magazine ads, the way you can track now on, on, on a lot of these affiliate links and a lot of these um, Facebook ads and stuff. And so I think people have gotten so used to being able to track with a link and track a sale that they've gotten away from like understanding that you can still build a brand and market the old way. It's almost lazy to be able to just track, isn't it? It's not that it's it's so much lazy. I just think that there's a shift where people think that they're that they can't grow a business and they can't and, and ad metrics don't work without being able to track something with a direct link. And I but think that's dangerous. But if you look at Us Weekly or you look at Vogue magazine, how were we able to track that back in the day? There's no like ROI direct. Well, of course, there's no. I think people are are forgetting that you can track from a macro level, right? If you do, if 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 you are your business, and it's more powerful. Yeah. Well, it's not that it. I mean, in some cases, yes, but I I just think the main conversation needs to center around. It's not always about the transaction. Sometimes you can build awareness, and sometimes you can build the brand. When you launch your blog, if all you did was run traffic to to get views to a post, you don't know if those people are going to be engaged users. You don't know if that's actually going to get somebody to stay as a user. You don't know if that's going to build a customer, or in your case, not a customer, but a reader. It's not a long-term gain. Going only for the transaction is short-term. So what I would caution against and what I would really consider is looking in places with white space and white noise where you know, maybe a lot of these brands are hesitant to go because they don't yet have the validation but we all know that if there's 150 million users, 41% of which are 18 to 34, you know there is, there's activity and there's consumer attention there. Why would you not try something out? I mean, it's so cheap to try it. 100%. I think you should be looking where there is white noise, looking in spaces that you don't think you should look. I think Snapchat's one of them. I think also a, a, as a blogger, you can see what people like. If you post beauty or you post food or you post your hair, you can see what your audience likes by the screenshots and the views, and you should pay a lot of attention to that. Well, it's the same thing with podcasting too. I mean, you can't measure any kind of return on the, on, on this format. And, and we're not looking for a, obviously a transactional return here because we're not, you don't monetize on this, but where there's consumer attention, if you can get a brand message out there or you can or you can advertise in a cheap way. Trust me, Facebook and all these other platforms are going to continue to get more and more expensive. So you've got to find other areas that um, you can get in cheap where, where consumer attention is occurring, where there's a lot of users, where there's... And, and you know, here's the thing. Something like a Snapchat, and I use this a lot, but that's going to age up. You know, those 18 to 34, that's going to scale into 18 to 54. 
I think you're 100% right, and I think people just really need to be paying attention to platforms like Snapchat and and even Instagram story, I feel like, just dabble in that depending on what you do. I think Twitter's a good spot to look. I think Pinterest is a good place to invest your time. What else do you think? I just think places where, I, I just don't think, I think my main point is that it doesn't always need to be about a, a tracking link, and it doesn't always need to be transactional. Sometimes it could be about building brand awareness and... Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All right, first question. How do you deal with moving on from your past, a.k.a. letting things go? You want me to go first, honey? All right, so I am a big believer in looking forward, not backwards. I think that the only person it hurts when you look backwards is yourself. Um, I've had a lot of different unique things happened to me in my past and I think that you can either let your past cripple you or fuel you I've really chose to let my past kind of fuel me and push me um to my full potential so I think it just kind of depends on which way you're going to go with it um it's a choice and it's something that I choose every single day yeah I just think the main thing about moving on from the past for me is just recognizing that it's over and I can't go back and I can't do anything about it. It is what it is. It is what it is, good or bad. And the only thing you can do is move forward. And I, and I think people really get themselves into a jam, me included sometimes, when they start wishing things could be different or wishing they could do things differently or wishing things weren't the way they are. The fact of the matter is you can't drive a car looking in the rear of your mirror. And so you just got to move forward and do what you can and, and focus on what you control and which and not focus on what you can't control. Yeah, I think you should use your past to push you forward, not backwards. Just the more that you can look into the future, the better, in my opinion. Looking into the past just really does you no good. Um, we all have a past. We all have negative past, some positive. But I think it shouldn't kind of fuel your future. I think you should just put everything aside and just really focus on your goals and your dreams and what you want to do. Yeah, and I kind of said this when the election occurred, and I'm not going to get political here, but basically I put a message out that said, you know, you, you can't, there's there's a lot of, there's so many of us focus on what's out of our control, and so few of us focus on what's in our control, and I think it's important for all of us to realize focusing on things that are out of our control are a complete waste of time because you can't do anything about it, and so I choose to try to focus on things that are, are in my control, and the past is something that's definitely done with and is out of my control so i just look to the future and and just recognize that it's something that i can't do anything about and it's over with and all you can do is learn and move forward a hundred percent and it's also a lot of wasted energy to focus on your past i'm a big believer in energy and where you put your energy is where you thrive and when you put your energy towards the future and growing what you want to grow i think that's where you thrive when you fixate your energy on the past that's, that's maybe negative it's just putting your energy in a space where you could be putting it something positive yeah. So yeah, that's it. I just, I, I think le- in terms of letting things go, I think we're both of the mind that we don't have a choice. And so you, you kind of have to let things go. And I think it can be really dangerous when you think that you don't have to let things go. And we all have a past. We all have like negative things. We all have positive things, but it's just kind of where you choose to put your energy and your time and your space. Exactly. All right. Next question. 
I'd love to know any advice on keeping a long-term relationship fun, new, and exciting. Is there anything specific that you and Michael do? Hmm. I feel like there's a lot. Well, yeah. I, I think we, I mean, I think the first thing that I would say is that it's not always about keeping things fresh and fun and new. A lot of the times for me, it's about recognizing that things aren't always going to be fresh and fun and new. And instead of saying, oh, fuck this, like it's not fresh and fun and new, if we keep saying that, and, and understanding that it's not always going to be like that and, and willing to say, okay, well, I know it's not going to always be like that, but I'm going to put in the work to get through whatever slump we're in or whatever bind we're in or like whatever hardship we're going through and actually take the time to say, okay, I'm going to work on this relationship and get us back to the place where it was fun and fresh. And I think a lot of young couples, and I've seen this a lot of my friends, as soon as you, you kind of hit a slump, uh, there's so many that are willing to say, okay, screw this. I'm done. I'm not going to, it's over. Instead of saying, okay, you know, I recognize I'm in a long relationship. Things are going to get slow. Sometimes I got to work to get back to those fun places. And so I think that my biggest thing is not always trying to immediately go back to those fun, fresh new places, but recognizing, okay, sometimes it's going to get slow and we're going to work through it. Yeah. I think a lot of people in our generation are quick to just like throw stuff away. Michael and I have really tried to work on our relationship and not saying that we're better than anyone or anything. Because we surely aren't. Because we surely aren't. But we have really tried to work it. And I think with anything in life, when you work it, whether it's your career or your relationship or a friendship, it really kind of turns out good. So my advice is to just really work at it, chip away. Also, there's always fun, fresh, new things you can do. What's, what's one of your favorites that I've done for you? You got some new underpants lately, but I don't know if that's, or, you know, some new lingerie. That's a little... Lingerie is fun. Coconut oils are fun. Coconut oil is fun. And people get mad at me for saying this, but here's the deal. Like, a lot of people are having sex in relationships, so why not talk about it? Like, let's go there. Well, I hope you're having sex in a relationship, but what the hell are you doing? No, some people aren't. Some people are, like, not having sex. But if you are having sex, keep it fresh. Like, keep it freaky. Like, have some fun. I also think it's really important to do little things. Michael likes to bring me coffee in bed every morning. He knows I like cinnamon in it. And I um, like to wake her up like a cat, whatever the hell that means. I'm he, still learning that. He wakes me up like a cat. I'm trying to teach him the art of that. Um, he also does things like he'll wake up and feed the dogs and kind of take care of them. So when I wake up, it's already done. I try to wake up. I try to make sure that my essential oils are burning and the, the music is going and the kitchen is clean. I think like it's like you scratch your back or you scratch your boyfriend's back, he'll scratch your back kind of thing. Yeah, or girlfriends. But I also I think the main thing is break the habit, right? Like if you're in a routine and things are starting to get a little slow or you're getting a little bored. Spice it up. Yeah, and this doesn't just have to go for relationships. This goes for anything. You got to break routines, right? Routines Hab- are such a yawn. Habits are good. It's good to, you know, a lot of successful people form very productive habits. But in relationships, sometimes it's good to break the habit and, and try new things. And if you get stuck in the same routine over and over and it's getting slow, break the routine. We and, like to read together. And don't ask permission to break the routine. Just no. break it one just day. Just break it. It doesn't need both people to break it. We like to read. We like to write. We like to... We read... What's the book we read every day? The Daily Stoicism? Oh, yeah. There's a book that we just got that we like. It's by Ryan Holiday and I think somebody else called The Daily Stoic. That's good. And we read... Like, we'll read a chapter every day. We love to do weird things. He's just got into oysters. Like, we'll learn all about that. We love to watch movies, watch shows, be with our dogs. Like 
we have like a lot of things that we have in common that we love to do and then once in a while we'll throw a little spice into it yeah so i think my main takeaways for this would be break habits and don't be so quick to throw things away be willing to work through them mike and jen taught us that yeah mike and jen did teach us that so yeah spice it up keep it spicy have some fun get freaky Okay, guys, it's almost holiday time, and it's time to get that shopping started. If you have not already, time to get moving. So you could go old school with it and spend hours searching for a parking spot and wrestling with crowds in the mall, or you could just do what I do and get it done from home by clicking a few buttons. Yep, I'm talking about Amazon, but not just any Amazon. I'm talking about our Amazon banner on theskinnyconfidential.com. When you buy stuff through our Amazon banner, a small amount of the purchase goes directly to help support this podcast at no extra cost to you. So here's how you do it. Go to our podcast page on the site and click the Amazon banner link. Then when you click the link, bookmark it so it's super easy to use the next time. It's a cool way you can help us keep doing this podcast every week. All right. Before we go, we just wanted to take a minute to thank all of the great sponsors and all of you listeners and readers for supporting the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. You guys are literally what keeps the show going, and you guys give Michael and I the confidence to keep going even at 1.42 a.m. in the morning. So we really appreciate it, and we will continue to do our best to bring you entertainment and value on a weekly basis for free. Yeah, and I know that was a quick one, but I think we got a lot in there. Next week's going to be kind of fun and different because Michael doesn't know this, but the Bare Naked Cucumber's coming on, and he's going to break down exactly what happened at our wedding. Oh, I am going to tear him apart. Yeah, you're going to tear him apart. Yeah, like, I'm fun. actually scared, you guys. Like, next week And is, we have... I think we have a lot of guests lined up coming up. We have a lot of guests lined up. We've been a him and her show for the last couple weeks. Things are getting spicy. Taylor's coming on. We're going to rip him to shreds. After that... Well, you know, because with the wedding and everything, and then this travel, we haven't had a time. We haven't had time to like get in the studio and get things booked up. But these next couple months, we are fully booked. We have a lot of different guests. Fully committed. Fully committed. Back on track. Ready to New rumble. Year's resolution. How, what are we doing for New Year's? Um, I feel like we're just gonna have a chill New Year's. Yeah, we're gonna have a chill New Year's. Um, we I, might watch Peter Pan in bed. Yeah, Peter Pan. Michael's loving Peter Pan. All right, remember to send in your questions to Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskHimAndHer. You can always email us at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. We're going to do call-ins soon again. When we're back in the studio, we'll do call-ins. Maybe with Taylor. And if you want to call in, again, email us at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. And on that note, we are off to bed. We're going to wake up in five hours and get our ass on a flight with some peanuts and sex in the city. Not for me, but... Why? We'll be on the flight team. Keep it spicy. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.